0: Welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader. I'm sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark Massaro.
1: That was a good one. <laughs> that
0: was a good one. How are you doing, Mark, this beautiful July excellent. day?
1: Yes, it is a beautiful July day. It has been a little humid here in the state of Tennessee, yeah. but, um, you know, Tennessee? I had a lot of people warn me about, were you just singing in Tennessee?
0: Maybe just like in the background. I heard that. <laughs> like, like a background, background? singer? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite committing.
1: Just, yeah, you should just sing as I'm talking. Okay. um so I had a lot of people warn me about moving to Tennessee mm-hmm. because it's so hot here and um I think they forgot that I you know these were all my like Orange County Southern um. California friends that <laughs> live by the beach mm-hmm. and they were like oh it's so hot there I'm like I think you're forgetting that I live in the desert of Lake yeah. Sonora and we get like hundred and I, I just saw a memory the other day, 122 degrees.
0: Oh, that's not okay. even like, so yeah, when it's 90 here
1: and humid, I'm like laughing at the people <laughs> that think this is hot. Not really, it's hot, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, very humid. And um, yeah, so things have been going really well for me. Um, I had, uh, oh, I told, I mentioned that I had my in-laws come out and visit. That oh, yeah. was really cool. That was mm-hmm. really neat to like, you know, show them show around and just for have have them come visit my house and stuff. And we had a really good time together. And, um, and then uh, mystery girl came and visited me and my kids for 4th of July. And we had a really great time. It was really sweet Uh, to spend, um, to spend time with her that wasn't, um, you know, limited to like being at a park or whatever, you know, we just really got to spend some good um quality time together mm-hmm. and um it was everything that we both hoped for and um
0: so awesome It
1: was just beautiful you know It was just beautiful to to spend that time together and she's just a real sweetheart and um
0: oh did you do yeah. all those big fireworks i saw a picture when you were yes watching. land of oh the free God. or something i, was- I don't remember
1: I, what did I say? I said,
0: something about
1: something about living in America.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I'm not used to.
0: And it's way like um, better than you know. I mean, you didn't say this, but you've talked about it before in California, you couldn't do all the big fireworks. Yeah, so. there's just
1: a lot more um, restrictions on mm-hmm. freedom in California, and uh, some people would argue that that's not the truth. Sorry about my uh, phone. I'm um, sorry I'm muting it Michelle's giving me the stink <laughs> eye right now because I'm supposed to mute my phone when we do these come on rules sorry well if anybody <laughs> knows Zelda they just know they just found out that I'm a video game fan um, by my <laughs> ringtone <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> what that is though I used to play Zelda I never realized your ringtone was Zelda until right now
1: yeah it's when you get a secret in Zelda oh
0: my gosh I can't believe <laughs> I didn't know that weird. Yeah, I know
1: me too that's weird <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> this, actually it was the text for mystery girl
0: mystery, hey, mystery girl. girl
1: hey hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, of like
0: Scooby-Doo and the mystery van and the mystery this yes and one day I will
1: uh reveal her identity that will be a whole episode guys. it'll
0: be like mystery girl revealed oh maybe we'll have her speak sometime or something we can
1: like you know I would girl love reveal. to have her as a guest she's yeah. been through a great deal herself and um she has a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge and I think a lot people will awesome. be blessed to hear her story um but you know she is I, I'm keeping her private for right. her privacy. Um, yeah, yes. I'm. I'm ready to introduce her to the world. Um, Shot it girlfriend. from the
0: rooftops. Yeah, from the
1: rooftops. Mystery
0: know, the rooftops.
1: girl. <laughs> that was amazing. I know. Um, yes. Like I'm
0: imagining you, like you know, like those, like I don't know, you like you know okay what am I trying to say like the sheep okay there's the sheep <laughs> and then there's the shepherd but not dressed in like biblical shepherd times but like the guy with the suspenders and like
1: <laughs> okay, wait. I have no idea where you're going with this
0: <laughs> and, like the shorts and the sh- suspenders and he's like it's like that commercial rigola you know what I'm talking about <laughs>
1: yes I do but you're on that. the top
0: of okay so a picture that and you're on the top of the roof and you're like mystery girl
1: <laughs> okay she comes running.
0: okay it's a little bit i like it no <laughs>
1: i get it now i get the uh okay. analogy now for some reason i started thinking of gray coupon you remember oh, those commercials? yes
0: that's the gray coupon
1: <laughs> i remember that so anyway our age little, anyways little, okay uh, go ahead
0: yeah. back to you Mr. i Strong. can't
1: believe you know that at 29
0: i know right um, it's before my time
1: yeah, it's way for your time. So anyways, yes, I am uh, excited <laughs> to reveal her identity and mm-hmm. um, share my girlfriend with the world. That's um, right. She's such a sweetheart. But anyways, Thanks. so um, how have you been? What's been going on in Michelle Land?
0: Um, amazing. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Michelle Bader. Thanks,
0: that was a good intro, <laughs> intro. So I also spent my 4th of July with Mystery Man.
1: Who's not uh, so much of a Otherwise mystery.
0: known as Joel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's but been a guest. That's
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not going to work so well to say it like that. Um, anyways, uh, Joel came to visit. And like, besides Christmas, like 4th of July, like the week of is like my favorite week. Cause it's party, party, party. Like I went to um, a friend's house. She does like this like cool obstacle course thing. And so he participated in that. Like he jumps into everything. And then my brother has this huge, huge third of July party of like a hundred people. And we play softball and do all this stuff. Of course, Joel was right in there. He's first base He's doing everything. And like, he was good too. I was impressed. Awesome. Oh, he seems like an
1: athletic guy.
0: Yes. And he just jumps in. Then there was a dance party. It was mostly little kids, but I made Joel dance with me. Nice. And just all kinds of fun things. And so that was an amazing night. And then we had the fourth of July. We got up. Oh crazy too so my cousin calls me and she's like hey i'm gonna she's from chicago but she's in eastern washington and she has her at least she has nine kids but eight living at home and she's like hey can we stay with you um come on the third and like sure well joel has the guest room but we can like spread out everywhere else so they were all here like um just all over the house all the kids but my kids love it too having their cousins they're from ages like 1 to 15. so it's fun having a baby
1: Wow.
0: And Joel was totally cool. He's like, she could have my room if you want. I'm like, no, she's good. You know, you can have the room. And but anyways, the point was, it was kind of crazy. And I stayed up till like three or four in the morning talking to my cousin and just like talking about everything. And then I got up at seven a.m. to run a 10k, and which is six point two miles. And wow. Joel and I got up and we did the 10 K and it was so bonding and fun. And I've never like been able to, obviously, you know, Luke had health issues and couldn't, he never really liked running anyways. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. He didn't never liked it, but it was really fun to run with him and just like laugh and just have such a great time. We were not trying to win it. Like we were, you know, there's the people who are really fast, but we just did it for fun. And it was just a fun bonding experience that we did that morning. And then we hosted 4th of July at my house and and then on another day, he took my kids and my brother and um, my brother's wife and his daughter all up in a plane. He rented a plane for a couple hours and um, took them to see like our house from above, the kids' school, nice. like all these things. And Hayden even got to fly a little bit, which he loved. And nice. It was just an amazing time, you know, and just like. Yeah, day.
1: that's awesome.
0: Like, and I, I, like I was saying to you, that
1: is like, I just think that is like the coolest Um Boyfriend move ever that it's oh. like want to go in my plane. <laughs> it's just yeah. like I I don't know why like that. Just I just think that's like the coolest um thing you could possibly like. I mean, it's cooler than like picking a girl up in a Ferrari or something. Right? I mean, it's just like you want to take my plane. Oh, take, like, my plane? take my plane. <laughs>
0: And it was so cool to be able to, um, my awesome. brother really wanted to go up in a small plane and it was his birthday. So I was like, you want to go up and play for your birthday. So that was really cool. Oh, nice. And he really enjoyed getting to do that. And, you know, it was just like a really fun time. And then um, actually he left on the morning of the 7th and that was, Hay- that was Hayden's 18th birthday and so that day was really special um Hayden really like his thing he just kept saying I want to I want to run a jet ski which we'd never done before but we couldn't figure out how I was like I can't haul that I don't know what to do but we found a place that would bring it to the water for us and so we went well he drove and we went jet skiing for his birthday and it was super fun Nice. and I oh, had I love him sign everything because he was 18 I'm like you're liable you sign it all nice <laughs> so
1: you're responsible for yourself
0: <laughs> yeah it was a weird feeling like whoa, well, you're 18 now and, um, oh, that's pretty interesting. Got him some scratch tickets. He won a little bit of money, but I'm hoping we didn't get him addicted because he said, they asked me if I wanted money back and more tickets. i got more tickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Oh, great. I never asked what happened with those tickets. Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, it's just for fun. It's just for fun. <laughs> but, so it was kind of a weird, I didn't even have grief though. I thought I might, you know, an 18th birthday. Of course I wish Luke was here for that, but I didn't have grief like I had some funny moments like when we're like going way too fast for like what I like on the jet ski I'm holding on to a wall I'm picturing <laughs> just like he was just born he was my little baby now my life is in his hands <laughs> oh, that's yeah
1: funny. it was
0: yeah so that was a great day too having him you know turn 18 and so weird. I'm like, I have an adult child. I'm too young. I'm 29. How do I have an
1: adult yeah, child? I mean, like, so that means you had them when you were like, what, nine? 11. No, 11.
0: eleven. Let's do math. Oh, such good math skills.
1: Let's do math. All let's right, everybody, math. we're gonna teach addition <laughs> today. <laughs>
0: Anyways, side note. I mean, I don't know what the side note is. That it's been an amazing last couple of weeks. That didn't even make sense. I just side like note, I don't
1: know what the side note
0: is. Like just so say side note. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, all good things. Um I'm in the process of interviewing from some different teaching positions and things like that. So maybe next time we record, I'll be able to tell you something, whether I took a job or I'm just praying about where God has me with um, building Widow Goals Ministry and also maybe teaching this year. So I'll be able to tell you some more of that. But that's, I think that's it. That's a little bit about what's going on.
1: That's amazing. That's all good stuff. uh, Yeah, it's super cool. And I realized that I never um, finished uh talking about what I was talking about that it wasn't a big deal, but just mm-hmm. that um yes, I had a great time lighting off a bunch of fireworks. Oh that no, we never
0: answered that. I got yes. distracted.
1: And oh. um yeah, it was uh Mystery Girl described me. She what did she say? So I don't remember exactly what she said, but um just that she could see the excitement I was having so and that cute. she liked watching it. And um I really had a good time lighting off the firework and the kids were like, whoa. Like, I'm sure they awesome. loved
0: it. Like oh, you yeah. haven't seen those probably. In no. California.
1: And I scared the heck out of my dogs, but I was like, whatever, <laughs> they can deal with it. They <laughs> like, can deal
0: with it. <laughs> like That's Seriously, so awesome.
1: being in Tennessee on the 4th of July felt like I lived in Baghdad in the <laughs> early nineties. <90s. laughs> like, wow, it was crazy. Like there were just like bombs going off everywhere. It was awesome. But I like that sort of thing. So anyways, so um, moving into the episode before you continue on with what we're doing, I would just like to say that this is our 50th episode. Wait, Wait,
0: what are we waiting for? Dogs barking?
1: And let me do it again. (laughs) It's a crowd cheering. Oh,
0: yay. (laughs) You could hear it for like a second and then it would sound like dogs. But oh. yes, crowd cheering. We are at 50, five zero five zero.
1: Can you believe it?
0: No, like I really can't. Like that's a lot of hours. I can't believe yeah. people listen to us that much.
1: I know. Thank you. Gosh, thank <laughs> Thanks you. Thanks for
0: listening to us. Like, there's thank people, you for all the
1: awesome messages. Yeah, and-
0: who've literally been listening to us like since first one, or they've gone back and listened to it. And, you know, people probably binge listen to us. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we like made that. Netflix. Cut. Uh-huh. And still.
1: So okay. Maybe
0: let's start with that story.
1: Yeah, let's start with this story. Okay. So we told you guys on the 50th episode that we might reveal this super embarrassing moment of mine that I had during recording one time <laughs> that um I begged Michelle to edit out.
0: I did.
1: She did, obviously, because y'all don't know about it. <laughs> but, so I think it was we were talking about like Dating like you were, yeah, you were talking about no. like going out on a date. No,
0: I literally remember the moment I was talking about how I remember exactly. I was talking about how, when I had my tooth pulled, I remember it. Um, I watched a lot of like it's middle of the day and I actually just sat there and watched um, Netflix.
1: Oh, yes, then- And then so I <laughs> like I've heard this expression a lot. I had no <laughs> idea what it meant, but I was all, yeah, like Netflix and chill. And which, if you don't know what that means, we're not going to reveal it here, but you can Google it and find out pretty easily because I did. And um, Michelle just got super silent (laughs) and was like, oh, uh, yep. Uh, And then she just like moved on. And so for the rest of the episode, I was just sitting there thinking like, what was she tripping on? Like, what was that about? And so as soon as we stopped recording, she's like, do you know what that means? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. And then she told me and I was like, no, it doesn't. She'll, yes, it does look it up. And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, edit that out, please." <laughs> like, yeah,
0: and you know how I think so embarrassing. I knew, I knew because a pastor on a sermon said that he said that to someone, and like he said that to a server at his restaurant, and like he didn't know what it meant. That he looked it up, but he didn't say what it was either. So I had to go look it up. But that's how I knew it. It wasn't like a, my friends. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was. It's so against our like what we like you know try to do on yeah. this podcast and so I was like oh my god it was, I was really humiliated. hilarious at the
0: moment it was
1: funny yeah it was funny but um yeah so there anyways that's our uh, revealed. secret revealed, <laughs> secret revealed. <laughs> so yes we are on our 50th episode and we um had asked for you yes. folks to send us in any questions and that we would answer questions or reply to um, you know, any comments that you may have had or whatever. So Michelle, where would yeah. you like to start?
0: Well, we got so many great ones. Um, we I'm going to start with Tanya. Okay. And this came from Instagram and she has a bunch of questions. A lot of them are about marriage and dating and stuff that we're pretty much experts in now. <laughs> Cause you got Mr. Girl, I got Joel. So yeah. <laughs> We're experts now. Uh, We're experts. So these were interesting (laughs) questions. So the first question I had a gentleman never married tell me to be very careful about dating a divorced person. He Mm. said to make sure they were divorced for, quote, biblical reasons. How do you feel about this? I definitely understand about dating someone who doesn't value marriage and has been through multiple divorces. So this is actually something that um, you and I have talked about, like when I was considering dating Joel. I had this same kind of question, and it's something like it's still something that's difficult. There is some controversy. Like, um, uh, what do you think about this? Well, just pass it to. (laughs)
1: Let's let's start with that. It doesn't matter what I think because there is biblical instruction to this, right? So, Mm -hmm. if somebody does get divorced for non-biblical reasons. Um, then it is a sin to marry that person. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of catches around that. Like maybe you guys got married before you were believers. Um, Maybe he got divorced or she got divorced before she was a believer. Um, And I wouldn't know how to get into that specifically, to be honest. Yeah. Um, But I do remember being concerned about that for you, and going mm-hmm. to my pastor and explaining mm-hmm. the situation, and that he, you know, basically said, "Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a biblical reason to get right. divorced." And I won't get into specifics of that, of course, um, but you know, it's uh, it's something that is a very valid question. Yeah, and um, you know, it it was something that I didn't want to deal with personally. Right. Um, I didn't want to to go through um worrying about that. And,
0: yep. mm-hmm. you know,
1: to be honest with you, that was just my heart in that. And so it's, uh, it's hard because, like, you know, our heart wants what our heart wants. But
0: exactly.
1: You know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, yes, you do have to be careful
0: mm-hmm.
1: dating somebody that's divorced, because for one, you want to know all, you want to know as many details as you can, because right. let's say that somebody is divorced. Let's say it's a woman who's dating a man who's divorced. And that man was unfaithful to his wife. I personally would be really afraid getting oh, into yeah. that situation because mm-hmm. sure. it's like, well, if you cheated on her, why right. wouldn't you cheat on me? You know? Exactly. Um, but that's, again, this isn't my business. It's not my place to like weigh in. Yeah. Um, other than what I can say is biblically correct, is right. that yeah, it is. Mm. It is a fine line that you do need to walk, and that um, no matter what you feel, there are certain applications right. that God gave for making it okay or not, because otherwise they are um, still committed to their wife. If God doesn't see it as a valid reason, right? For so that's my
0: take. yeah. And I can speak to this personally, like being the person dating someone who's divorced. Um, it's something that i believe you should pray a lot about and seek counsel mm-hmm. and i did that and came to a place of peace of um that i do believe it's biblical um biblical reason and then i do feel free to date him yeah and so i think that is definitely what helped me is like i reached out to you because you always seem to know like a lot about the bible and stuff and to other people and because i'm smart <laughs> so that's my stuff. <laughs>
1: No, I don't know what it was from, but it was was just something, but I just, yeah.
0: You're smart. Okay. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. (laughs) Anyways, let's move (laughs) on to the next one because we got a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. How do widows who are dating decide if they should uproot their lives to follow a new spouse?
1: Mm. In my
0: case, it means leaving my young adult kids. It seems so unfair to widows who have already lost so much.
1: Wow. So. That's a good question. And that, um. I'm kind of in that situation a little bit as um, Mystery Girl lives five hours from me. And so obviously one of us is going to have to move to the other one if we decide to get married. Um, So, you know, it's just something that I feel like you need to communicate about with the person you're with. And, you know, we do have to remember the biblical order um, is your wife or husband comes first your children come second well god comes first but earthly you know your husband or wife comes second and then your children come third so you now not not to say that you don't care about you know cuz the kids could have certain things that are reasonable reasons why they don't want to be uprooted you know mm. so um you know that is that is hard but
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to decide that as adults first right and yeah, so but
0: what I ahead, found, I was just writing this down so I don't forget when you say the order, what I'm finding is tricky um, as Joel and I are going through this, is that while we're dating, it is not the same order. It is kids that's true. first right? and then each other. And so it's a little tricky because it will flip when we get married. But until then, we have to consider our kids first. And so that is that's tricky. a fair point. That's and, a fair
1: point. I, I look at it a little differently mm-hmm. if I know I want to marry someone and I like. To me, that person, she's already my wife in my heart. Mm. And so I don't, you know, it's just, it's, it's valid to see all sides of yeah. it, you know, because That's if you true. already know, yeah. hey, we're engaged and we're getting married on whatever <laughs> the date, you know, um, and you know that that person is going to be your husband and wife after that date, That's like true. really that person is already your husband or wife in your heart as far as just not legally you know right. and um yeah, so right. you know it is it's just tough it's a tough question to answer because you don't want to disrespect your children and you don't want to make your children feel like they've been ditched or um that they don't matter of right. course you know but then there's also part of it where you know it's important for us to seek our own happiness because yes. our children are going to eventually get married and start their own lives mm-hmm. and we are going to be a back burner thought to them yeah and their, their, you know, their new marriage is going to be their new priority, and their children are going to be the new priority. As biblically, that's what it's supposed to be. We leave our mother and father and cleave to our husband or wife, and, um, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and you know, this is kind of where I'm at too, and where we are right now is that I am not moving. Um, I don't want to uproot my kids from their school. Like for him, she has two more years of high school. Peyton has four and, um, all of their, like all of my side of the family, everybody lives within five miles. And it's just like, I can't do that to my kids right now, but that's not to say if we got married and there was something like we had to move. I mean, I, we'd have to, but, um, you know that's kind of how we've decided because he's in a, a different place than I am. Um, so yeah, that's a hard question.
1: I think I think it's uh, I think the best way to answer it is that it's situational. So yes, that's it for, for us, um, Mystery Girl and I. Um, she has her life developed. She has yeah. her family established where she's right. at. I just moved here to Tennessee. Right. I don't yeah. really have any connections. So. Well, most biblical stories if I can remember right, whenever this was a situation, the wife moved to the husband. Mm-hmm. That being said, like it's situational, so yeah. for in our situation, it would make more sense for me to move to her mm-hmm. because you know, she's got her whole life over there,
0: yeah, and
1: I don't really have much of a life here, you know, so. Yeah you know, her kids know that as home, her family wants her close by her job her you know, her friends and all that. And so, um, you know, but it is something that we talk about together and that we're both, we both try to be impartial on and stuff. So I think it's just situational is the best way to answer that question. You have to pray and follow, you know, I don't want to cop out every question with, well, you have to pray about it, but (laughs) like, I think that again, is the truth in this situation that you have to pray about it and find where you guys both feel peace. Yeah. So go on.
0: Sorry. All right. She's got a lot of great questions dating. Do you have any advice for widows who want to date again? I try to encourage widows, especially those who were married for decades to put their best foot forward, get advice, get your hair done, get a few new items for your wardrobe, be a beat. It's a new world. And the way people date now is shocking. (laughs) Yes. Keep your standards. Yes, hot mom guy. Keep your standards <laughs> high <laughs> and do not feel like you have to compromise your standards. So, advice for dating, and I've actually heard you say this a lot like, worry, like, be the best you that you can be so mm-hmm. that you're ready for. Can you say it in your own? Um, yeah. Because you're the one who got this. Don't <laughs> worry
1: about, like, for me, this was the, the wisdom that I got from my pastor and mm-hmm. I took it to heart. And he said, don't worry about the woman that you want to come into your life, even though I didn't take that advice perfectly. And I prayed about her every single day for a long time. Um, But he said, become the man that's going to attract the kind of woman that you want.
0: That's good. And I was
1: like, oh, dude, that's so deep. (laughs) I like that. That's really good. It's just the truth. You know, you have to focus on you being the best version of you. And I see what she's saying too, that, yeah, you do have to put your best foot forward and, um, and you have to commit to putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, as the best version of you. And it's hard sometimes because a lot of us are still grieving. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to get, you know, I assume it's hard for a woman to get dressed up for another man when she's still yeah. grieving the loss it of her is husband. Strange. Yeah. And, you know, but it, there's probably a part that feels really good to do that and to yeah. be, to feel beautiful again. And, yeah. you know, all these things and, Um, so, you know, just pray about it. No, just (laughs) just
0: Everything. (laughs) Um, yeah, I have the same kind of advice, like work on yourself. Um, do not compromise. There's a lot of crazies out there
1: Yes, and
0: you do not need to compromise who you are, your standards for anybody else. That's, you know, that's being desperate. Like God has the right person. It could come in the craziest way. I mean, you could start a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> is that part of it? wait did we share that yet
1: <laughs> what that we started
0: we a podcast? did no 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 i was gonna go like the craziest way that mystery girl oh yeah
1: did we, we she... did share that yeah we did we? How okay i was like do it? i need to edit right. this out yeah. or
0: did okay anyways no. it, my point was you can meet someone <laughs> the craziest way you can start a podcast and meet somebody through the podcast or something like that yeah is my point yeah. i just all of a sudden was like wait have we not shared that detail uh yeah we have okay it's fine <laughs> anyways like they could come in the craziest way for me it was like I saw Joel's picture come across Facebook and I'm like I think I went to college with him and we reconnected and you were like,
1: oh hey Joel hey
0: hey Joel hey <laughs> remember me yes anyways yes, I did meet um,
1: mystery beautiful girl through the podcast and you have thanks to, to who Thanks to you and God. All credit and <laughs> praise goes to you. And, you know, God gets a little too. I
0: know. Grab right? a bone. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's keep going through questions. This is a good okay. one. Thank you, Tanya, for all these great questions. Do yes. you have moments of anger? They usually hit me when I'm dealing with something I would never have had to if he had not passed mm. away. So, what do you think about that?
1: Well, Yes. Uh, I have, I have experienced yeah, it, have. um, but I don't anymore. Yeah, me um, but I have experienced it a lot. I've, I've, you know, as i went through, um, you know, just all the different trials that we go through when, when we're, when we're widowed and the different things that you have to learn to do for yourself and, um, you know, just all the things that you have to handle to like, keep your life on track. And it's so, Tempting to just throw in the towel and be like, "Screw everything, I don't care."
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And in those moments when I felt overwhelmed with all the things I had to do, I did feel anger sometimes. Yeah. Um. You know, but I I learned so even it's not just because I'm not facing those things anymore. I did learn that anger is not the correct response. Um. Even though yes, it came very naturally. Um. I learned to sort of um not turn it off, but just sort of get my emotions under control that, um, it doesn't do me any good to be angry. It just makes me angry. And Mm -hmm. like that, that causes me to not be as good of a father, um, to not be listening to what God has for my life. And I also learned very early on to express my anger to God. I was like, I'm so pissed at you for taking lazy out of my life. Right. Um, or for allowing her to be taken from my life. And, um, and, you know, God can handle it. God can handle our anger and our frustration. And it's not like if you, you know, pray to God and get angry with him, that you're not saved anymore. And what a beautiful testament to your faith
0: mm-hmm. that
1: in your anger, you're still going to God. That yeah. um, just said, that speaks volumes because a lot of people, unfortunately go the other route and they're yeah. like, there must not be a God. If yeah. they, if he allowed this, there must not be a God. And, um, I feel so grateful for all the people that have reached out to us that have yeah. shared their faith, even in their difficult season mm-hmm. that they're in that as they, you know, are essentially crying to us through messages yeah, that they are still talking about God. And, you know, I just don't understand why God would allow this. And I don't under, you know, all that stuff is, is a Testament to your faith because you're not turning your back on god and you're not saying that there must not be a god right so anyways that's my that's two cents on that what's what's your
0: um i really go through a lot of anger just like you sometimes like i'm so angry i have to learn how to set a mouse trap, and i have to <laughs> <laughs> i have to change the light bulbs now and i have to like or i'm angry that like Luke's not here to help me with the kids or whatever, but right. I didn't go through, like they say, that's a stage, but it's actually not. We've been, we talked about this before. The stages of grief were actually created for the people who were dying. And so that was one of the stages. Um, if you look at the history of all of that, it's more like waves of grief, not stages, but anyway, so I never really went through a big angry phase, but um, yeah, there'd be moments of anger. Um, I found like having something to do like a physical thing, like running or, like punching a punching bag or like something have something to do when you're angry. That is your like go-to that a physical thing helps. Um, I learned once from this conference that I went to, like what happens in the fear, what ha- what we do in the physical is something in the spiritual um, is also in the spiritual. Like it helps you if you're actually like punching out, like I'm angry, get it out. It helps you spiritually yes. to get that anger out. So think about something that you would do to help you when you're angry like a physical thing that helps um talking to yeah, other people right. yeah that's something that works for me um talking to other people who have been through it hopefully you've plugged in in the widow community and you can talk to people who get it you can always reach out to us um that has been something that's helped me with the anger but then yeah i have come to the point where it's like it doesn't help to be angry. Like back in the very beginning, when I was like 24 and Luke was diagnosed with cancer, I was very angry. I was so mm. angry that all my friends who just got married, their husbands were healthy and they were doing all this stuff, and I held on to the anger for a while. And I realized this doesn't do any good. Like it only hurts me. And so also realizing that it only hurts you, you know. Um, so that's what I would say about. Now, you know, and
1: also we have to acknowledge that. Um, Michelle and I lost our spouses different than a lot of you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We saw it coming for a long time. We had plenty of time to grieve and it wasn't sudden for us. It wasn't shocking for us. um, when they passed, I mean, of course it was, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't not like what some of you guys have shared that you've been through and that we know what some of you have been through. And so we have to acknowledge that, that, um, that for us it was different. And so some of you may very well have gone through a lot of stages of anger and just that's being true. curious yep. at the world and and that's okay too. We um, really try our best to recognize and appreciate the, the scope of what we're doing here. Yeah. And that, yeah, we can speak a lot to losing our spouses to cancer but we don't know anything about what a lot of you have been through and losing your spouses to the many different ways we've heard about, whether it be sudden or suicide or any, any of the other many things we've heard about. Um, and so, you know, we don't want to be offending anybody by saying right, that, true. Oh no, we didn't have these stages of anger. And then you, right. did, and you feel like you're doing something yeah. wrong. Like we are very aware that our situations are unique to our situations. And right. That, um, that Some of you could come on our, our show and um, be a guest and correct us on a lot of things. So we don't claim to be experts right. as we said in the first episode.
0: Yes. I thought you were saying we said in the first episode, we were experts. We were saying we said in the, okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Not you with experts. me.
1: I'm All right. <laughs> so Sorry. does Tanya have more questions?
0: Yes, she does. These are great. Thanks, Tanya. Great. How do you handle people who use Bible verses about their loved ones having favor and being spared? Mm. It's a good one. When that people, is a good
1: one. And like, I oh, actually go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I'm just using an example like, oh, God had favor and my son didn't get in a car accident or whatever.
1: Right, right. Sorry. I actually um did experience some of that where um very shortly after Lacey died, there was a friend of mine who was praising God that his daughter was saved from cancer. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that he just has other plans for her and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so I did feel what she's talking about where it was kind of like you know and and not specifically to using bible verses like she said which I do have some stuff on that um but just that you know just kind of this feeling of like well why not Lacey like she Mm -hmm. was such a beautiful soul and such a gift to the world that like why wasn't she spared but you know you quickly learn that like well that's just not the way the cookie crumbled you know and Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the simplest way of putting it. You don't learn it that quickly and that easily. but um you know, you just you kind of have to have a recognition and and just see their their situation as independent of yours. and that be thankful that their daughter was spared and yeah. that their son was spared from the car accident or whatever. Mm-hmm. and 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 treat it as independent of your situation, yeah, because it'll drive you crazy. Um, and also it's not a healthy place to be to be like upset that right. somebody, and that, not that that's what Tanya's saying, but um, right. just in, in my own train of thoughts, I could have gone a different way with it in my thoughts and been yeah. like, why was she spared? You know, but like, right. you don't want to choose that. You want to choose the approach of like, oh, praise God that yeah. you did intervene there or whatever. And, um, but as far as people using Bible verses, I have a lot to say on that. I had a lot of people um, expressing To me that, um, you know, I had people reach out to me and say that Lacey's not doing well because you don't have enough faith.
0: Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and Mm
1: -hmm. just sending me Bible verses that were like, you know, you just have to Mm -hmm. find joy in all situations, which at the time I was like, well, (laughs) I have to limit what I wanted to say because, you know, we don't curse on this podcast, (laughs) but there were things that I wanted to say to them that was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, don't tell me about how I'm supposed to be feeling right now, you know? And um, I know a lot of people relate to that and the people will send you, they have great intentions, but they'll send you Bible verses where they are telling you that you're supposed to like love the situation you're in. Right. And that count it all as joy. Like those right. were some hard Bible verses to hear right. at first. Um, so anyways, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Um, I agree in what you're saying. Um having grace for people, again, they don't know that they're what they're saying can how it can make you feel. They're not always thinking about that. They're just happy in the moment like that so-and-so like doesn't have cancer and all of this stuff but just realizing that god allowed it i can accept it this was his plan i don't understand it but i can accept it like going back to like i don't know why luke had to die i don't know why he died but i can accept it yeah and
1: those are not immediate results right that's a lot of yeah a lot of telling yourself that a lot of praying a lot of counseling this so we're not telling you guys that like well God allowed it. I can accept right. it, you know, but Michelle's saying that that's the point that she's gotten yeah. to through mm-hmm. a lot of counseling. And, and, you know, I think it would be wise for a lot of you, if you're wrestling with your feelings and stuff like that, to start a podcast, because mm-hmm. Michelle and I have got a lot of healing from being able to talk so freely yeah. about what we've been through. And thank God it's a blessing to a lot of you, but it's been therapeutic for us as well oh, to definitely. just be able to talk so openly about our feelings and and have people that actually want to listen. I know. So thanks. We feel like you all could uh Thank send you. us a bill for the counseling. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyways, yeah. Okay, on. got
0: Sorry. a few more um from Tanya. This is I'll take this one because my kids are this age. Um Great. how do you make sure your young adults are handling grief? And so I try to talk to them and then, you know, we can talk about how you do it with younger kids. Um, but I try to check in with them and like, how are you feeling? Like, really? Like what's going on? Um, if you don't get it out, it's like constipation. You got to talk. about. It. <laughs> They've heard me say that a million times. Like, cause I got that from my counselor. Like you can't hold it in what we feel we heal. They know all those things, you know? And so really um, checking in with them and making sure that they're, and also creating an environment where you talk about your loved one and it's a free Mm -hmm. open environment to talk about those things. And so mine is a lot of like checking. It doesn't mean they necessarily talk to me, but like once Mm -hmm. Haley was like, I'm good. I talked to my friends about it. I'm like, okay, I just want you to be talking about it, not keeping it Mm -hmm. all in. So I think just checking in with them and like, if they don't feel like they want to talk to you about it, like, is there somebody that you do talk to? Like, do you talk to this friend about it or whatever? So just checking Mm -hmm. in with them. Um, I like that. what do you say about like how do you check in with your kids
1: well you know there is another question we have coming up that is about smaller kids so i will just wait to talk about that that at that time yeah well just so we can you know make sure this isn't like two hours long
0: what (laughs) okay um all right two more two more from tanya um
1: thank you tanya
0: Thank you, Tanya. Now I'm trying to understand what, okay, finances, how do you combine them, especially if there was life insurance? I think she's talking about if you get remarried. How do you respect your late spouse's wishes regarding inheritance to his heirs and also respect your new man?
1: That is a good question. Great question. Wow. (laughs) Well, that's, Hmm. well, money shouldn't be the focus of your relationship. Yeah. And I think when you're in the right place with someone, you won't look at it the same way. Yeah. Um, when you see someone's heart for you, Mm -hmm. um, that you won't feel like it's, you know, that you're building this independent life separately. Right. And, um, so, but that's a hard, you know, that's a hard question to answer because I'm not going to lie. I had, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics, of course, of my financial situation, but I had a lot of concerns. Like, how am I going to know if the next person I'm with likes me Mm -hmm. or likes my things? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was broke when I met Lacey. She liked me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She liked me. And it was like, there wasn't anything else. I mean, unless she was really into 87 rusted out Cadillacs, um, (laughs) she was into me. And I didn't have that fear but at a different stage of life when you know all of a sudden you own a home and yeah. you have a car and just whatever um you know it was, it was hard it was a fear that I had so I understand where you're coming from but then when you meet the right person all of a sudden you want to share your life with them yeah you want to share everything of your life with them and right. um so those those feelings kind of fleet and go out the window um I feel yeah. When you meet the right person and you're in love and um, you don't have those fears anymore because you see this person's heart. Yeah. That's and good. so um, that's, that's my thought on that. What about you?
0: Uh, I'll just echo everything that you said. That's good. Work. Work. Okay. <laughs> so we that okay. So that again, <laughs> um, prenuptial in the case of older remarriages question mark, basically, I think she's asking, should you have a prenuptial?
1: What do you think on that?
0: I, in my own personal opinion, and this is, I can't decide for anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. Cause Luke and I talked about this before and Joel and I have talked about it. Like, I feel like it is saying we're going into this, but we might back out. So, right. so we, I'm going to go ahead and separate our finances in case you know, I, we do get divorced then I still get what I came in with. And I, I feel like personally, I go into things hundred percent and I'm not like the only way that marriage is going to end is if someone dies.
1: And right. So yeah.
0: I don't want to do a prenuptial because I just, I don't feel right about it. that's my personal opinion. That doesn't mean it's wrong for someone else, but what about right. you? Right.
1: I feel the same way. It's just my personal belief is all I can speak to. And um, just like you said, I don't mention the word divorce. Right. I don't, uh, when I'm, when I say I do, I mean yep. it for life yep. and there is no second guessing it there. I don't have any thoughts of like i mean pretty much echoing everything you said just yeah. that um i feel so strongly that like i i wouldn't even consider a prenuptial agreement personally because yeah. i wouldn't get married if i was unsure if exactly. this person was trustworthy or not mm-hmm. like when i'm in i'm all in and and i don't want any if something does happen to me i don't want any complications for my late wife or for yeah. my <laughs> for my new <laughs> wife about her late husband yeah um you know what i mean like i want her to just have my stuff and not yeah. have any complications. I don't know how prenups work yeah, with that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, I would imagine it would make things complicated. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I wouldn't want that for her. And I wouldn't want her to, to think that I have any, um, you know, um, preconceived thoughts about that. Our future might not be solid. Um, right. I'm like, no, I want to marry you. Yeah. Here's all of my stuff. Here's yeah. all my pin numbers, it. my passwords. Like, you're my wife now. You know, yeah. and uh, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't personally, just for me personally, I don't believe in prenuptial agreements. Okay,
0: good.
1: But then again, I'm not a billionaire, you're... so right.
0: If we were billionaires, <laughs> we might feel different. I don't.
1: Maybe know. I'd have some lawyers advising me differently. If, uh, but I still don't think I would feel any differently. You know. Yeah.
0: Got it. She hey, can have I, my
1: billions and billions of dollars <laughs> and my private jet. Oh wait, I guess you don't have to be a billionaire to have
0: that. No. <laughs> so, that awesome. would you read the next questions? Maybe from. Yes, I have. You uh, have pulled up well, in front of you.
1: This one isn't really a question, but okay. um, this was something that was really touching to me from our guest Dwayne. That was on mm-hmm. our, on our yes, show. Yes,
0: he was great. Um,
1: DeJoyce, um, really good man. And I love uh, watching all your baking that you do. I know, we too. It's He's inspiring. such a cool man.
0: Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh,
1: so I'm just going to read his email and kind of, you know, let us comment on it. Good evening, Mark and Michelle. I continue to listen to the podcast and enjoy hearing you both. I am so happy that you're both finding love and companionship at this stage. I wanted to address one part of your most recent podcast, When you brought up the subject of whether the second year of widowhood is as hard as the first, it has not been for you both, but I think for me, it has because of a number of factors. You both mentioned the longer term aspects of your spouse's afflictions and passing. I believe that opportunity for closure and a gradual mutual departure is a beneficial factor in feeling less pain. My wife suffered a sudden unforeseen silencing aneurysm that totally cut her off totally cut off her communication to me, excuse me. Additionally, I think both the happiness of the marriage and duration of it make it more difficult for someone in my situation. I had a very enjoyable 40 year marriage, as you recall. By contrast, I have met several widowed people who have come from different, uh, excuse me, from difficult marriages, short and long. To me, it is obvious that this could have a definite positive effect on the length of time they feel grief and emotionally distressed. Finally, I would add one more consideration for my part. I expected that there would be someone else to fill the void that losing Esther left. I truly believed that would happen within a short period of time. Prior to anything ever happening to her, Esther had said that if anything ever did, I would find someone else. I truly expected to by now. God had other plans. Perhaps it is my stage of life, but the women that I've met, even Christians, don't seem very interested in having serious friendships much less dating or romantic relationships. They don't seem even, they don't seem to even want to commit time to develop friends. Uh, They don't seem to even want to commit time to develop friendship. Oh, I'm sorry. It leaves me bewildered. That's also left me especially disappointed after my initial expectations. Divorced women are especially prone to these inclinations. I have used a number of different dating apps and tried to meet ladies at my church. Uh, Very few, Uh, either place are widowed and of those most none are local or interested because of what I said earlier I'm tending to be more and tending gosh I'm so sorry I'm tending Mm -hmm. to more and more avoid women who have been divorced I've been very explicit about being a Christian in my profile I do that because I would rather filter people at the front end rather than hiding my obvious faith desires within anyone that I would want to have a relationship with why hide it This isn't a competition to see who can get the most likes. So I just wanted you to have an understanding of where those people might be coming from who mentioned that their second year being at least as hard as the first. I wish it weren't the case. The Lord knows what he is doing. And I'm sure the pain is something he knew he could use to make me what he needs me to be. I have no better explanation. Warm Guards, Dwayne. And wow, I just, I was so thankful for him sending that for starters. Because that is a very true perspective that you and I didn't mention or think about is that right. the length of time, and yeah. it did, we did mention that the sudden part, Yeah. but we didn't mention the length of time. So Michelle and I feel like we were married for a long time or with our yeah. spouse for a long time, but Dwayne was with his wife for two and a half times yeah. the length that we were with our mm-hmm. spouses. There is a lot to be said about that. And, um, also we're in different age brackets. Yeah. The, the dating pool would be smaller, um, as, as obviously as you grow a little bit older. Um, and so anyways, I just, I really appreciated his, uh, you know, his compassion that he shared in kind of setting us correct, if you will, um, that he was, you know, very kind about it, but it also made me really understand where he was coming from and, uh, just really saw that, and I was like, "Wow, people! People need to hear this because there's yeah. a lot of people that probably feel the same way Dwayne does." And um, so I appreciate you sharing that, Dwayne. And what are your thoughts on that, Michelle?
0: Yeah, I again, thank you, Dwayne. For we love it when you guys point out something that, yeah. Like that might not apply to me. Like I'm in a different place. And so it helps us because we have a lot of the same perspective and the same kind of desk. We're around the same age. I mean, I'm 29 and you're like in your 40s, but pretty much. Um, And so we were married about the same amount of time. And so our perspectives are more the same on a lot. So it's good to hear from people that are in a different place and why the second year might be harder. So yeah, I appreciate you being open, Dwayne, to sharing that with us. So thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it gives us... um, more wisdom about what we're doing Mm -hmm. you know it's so i appreciate the uh honesty and um yeah and the just perspective um so thank you duane um Mm -hmm. okay so the next one uh you have to forgive me because there are certain parts of this that i'm going to redact um redact
0: redact
1: Like, like, I mean, I can
0: figure out what it means. I've just never heard anyone say redact,
1: but really like, if like, uh, you know, like say there was like some CIA documents that were released Uh to the public, but there were a lot of parts that were redacted, (laughs) like blacked out. You never heard that? I can
0: figure it out, but I've just never heard anyone say redact. (sighs) So thank you for the education.
1: There's certain parts that I'm going to filter out. (laughs) There you go. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, so just forgive me and have patience with me as I read this because there's, you know, certain things I need to leave out or filter okay. out. relax. Redact.
0: <laughs> relax. Redact. Redact. get to it. <laughs> if you want to
1: get to it.
0: Oh, that's relax. relax.
1: Yeah, but whatever. We're... Whatever
0: Sound, it sounds good. Okay, go ahead. What? what are we? I was trying for? to think
1: of another part of that song. Okay, uh, sorry. Hi, Mark and Michelle. I have nothing but praise for both of you. Aww. You're being the hands and feet for the body of christ in your ministry i love and appreciate you for that and pray that the blessings will be beyond your ability to keep track of like wow um my name is ryan i'm 27 and from australia and uh so thank you ryan that was very kind of you and we Good appreciate i listening Today might Australia's Let's put my dream country. on the bobby.
0: <laughs> I love good. I
1: love Australia. I never it's been there. It's my dream
0: but, uh, country, Angels. I know we're gonna go there. Okay, someday. but
1: there's some there. Y'all, y'all got some creepy crawlies there that I wouldn't want to deal with. I watch these. Uh, it's you know it's a guilty pleasure of mine, but I watch these guys. Uh, his channel is called Shami, and there are these Australian guys that are just always pranking each other. Um, Shami. So anyways, there was sorry,
0: uh, interruption.
1: Good no, bye, uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, so yeah, we would both love Australia. So thanks for listening all the way from Australia, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he recently started pursuing a relationship with a woman um, who's widowed. And um, we'll leave the rest of that out for a second. Um, uh, I'm trying to like filter through to explain his question, um, what to say and what not to say uh i found your podcast and listened to episode 42 where joel was the shout out
0: to joel hey joel hey (laughs) um uh,
1: i thoroughly appreciated the combined wisdom you all had and felt like hearing it from the christian perspective was so perfect for me to understand and keep a biblical perspective um i have continued to listen to your podcast episodes cherry picking which ones to listen to next Your words have given me the capacity to show love um, that his girlfriend didn't think she would ever find. So first of all, I just want to praise you for being such a good man. Yeah. And like listening to us to be a better boyfriend. That is like really really commendable and Mm -hmm. just awesome. Like what a good man. Mm -hmm. Um, So I apologize to you. Um, Ryan, for butchering up your email here, but um, I'm trying to, you know, filter through and not say certain things. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how I do that as I go. Um, so, but our questions and uh, so sorry, uh, he was fitting the description of the type of person who would work well as a partner to those who have been through this. That's why he's listening. Um, but your questions and perspective have been such a useful conversational tool a conversation tool um it is making her feel understood and loved unconditionally like wow I just, I just again you're such a good man
0: for a second yeah number one that he's out there seeking resources and number two let's just stop for a minute and pause from our humble beginnings that now someone in Australia who's dating a widow is listening to us in the U.S. who decided to start I mean that just blows my mind like, it's crazy what? yeah I know I know <laughs> Cool. it is like all of a sudden hit me like well wow, that's really cool
1: It's insane. So I don't, I haven't mentioned in a while, like this podcast is being listened to in 57 countries. 57. That's some of those countries. It's illegal to be a Christian. Wow. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, It's crazy. So yeah, it's very humbling that you're listening to us, Ryan. And also just, I just give you praise brother for being such a good, good good-hearted man. It's just beautiful to to read this. Um, And I get to read it in its entirety um, and not filter anything out. And so I just am uh wow, really blown away. Um uh our conversations give him the confidence to, I'm gonna read it in his words, not <laughs> uh your conversations give me the confidence to approach topics that I was unsure of if I should talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, wanting to know about her, you know, the man she was widowed from. Um I've wanted to know about him from the start but after listening to your talk about what that would mean for someone who had been through this, I decided she needed to know that I was accepting of a love she still has. And I actively want to know about him because it was a piece of her. I still cared about. Um, And I feel like I should leave this next part out. Um, My, my question for your consideration for episode 50. um, I'm unsure if you have covered it in a podcast already. But a concern she has about dating is codependency. She would very much like to avoid this. And I think she feels that the vulnerability that comes with being a widow alongside the healing she still has to do may lean on the relationship to solve anything unresolved and cause codependency. I would love to hear your thoughts on codependency and if you have any advice for supplying or receiving healthy support for a widow. She and I both agree. That being a support for each other is a part of God's plan, but we would like to know how to do that in a healthy manner under these special circumstances. Um, And uh, and then, you know, he said some more, and then he said, you're amazing and faithful people. God bless you and keep you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to use your last name just in case, but thank you so much, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Michelle, let's talk to Ryan. What are your thoughts on codependency?
0: Well, first of all, how I understand codependency, it's two people who basically need each other to survive. Usually there's one who's like more the needy one and one who loves being needed. It's an unhealthy relationship. And so we, how you can avoid entering into that is always keeping God your number one. If you need a person to survive, you're going to be desperately hurt all the time. I've been in this place before <laughs> where um, like, I have had someone like I've had uh, like one friendship once that was pretty codependent. So I I kind of Mm -hmm. am familiar with this when one person like you feel like you need them for everything, then you're always going to be disappointed. You're always going to be hurt. And it's just not a healthy way to live. And so by always keeping God the center of your relationship, like God is the most important, like more than your significant other and keeping him number one you're not going to enter in because i can look back at that time period it was when luke was really sick and had this codependent friendship like i wasn't keeping god number one because if i was that codependent friendship wouldn't have happened and so i think if you always keep him the focus of your life you're not going to be entering into codependent now there's a difference you can support each other and help each other but you don't need the person to live like i used to think like i need luke in order to live but i realized that even after he died i'm okay because i have god and so i think mm. i have a new perspective on all of that having gone through death and watching my loved one die is that i know that i'm okay because i thought, thought the same thing about like what if i marry joel and joel dies and then i was like i'd be okay i would mm. suck but i would be okay because i have god and so i think as long as you keep god as the center you will not enter into a codependent relationship what do you guys say about that
1: I love that. I think that's great great wisdom. And um I also experienced some of those feelings as I was watching Lacey fall apart is mm-hmm. I can't live without her. I can't do this right. without her and mm-hmm. I remember feeling so desperate for her to be saved. And I was willing to go to all ends of the earth right. to make sure that she stayed here and not just because of my love for her, but also there was probably a part of that was my dependency on her and Um, you know, I wouldn't say it was unhealthy, but we do go through these things and we learn that we don't need to be codependent on somebody, that God is our number one, like Michelle's saying. And so, a couple things on that for one, Ryan, I want you to think of it this way because this is something that was shared with me that I just thought was so beautiful. There is a triangle, Mm -hmm. okay? God is at the pinnacle of the triangle, He's at the top. You and your spouse are both at each bottom point of the triangle. As you both move up the triangle closer to God, you will also be closer together. Mm -hmm. And so think of it that way, that you guys are both just trying to achieve closeness with God. And in doing that, you will automatically become closer to one another. That being said, there is a, yes, codependency can be unhealthy, but I also want to remind you that God called men to love their wives as Christ loved and died for the church. So you should be seeking this sacrificial, selfless love for your wife. And that could be misconstrued as the codependency. She is also supposed to be, um, you know, submissive towards you. And that's not like a yes, husband, I will do what right. you say, but just a being loving and submissive towards your leadership. right? And those two things, when they are balanced well, can look like codependency, but it's not because your focus is still God being at the top of the triangle. And then you will be loving your bride, your girlfriend, whatever stage you're in, sacrificially and selflessly. And she will fall away from those fears of feeling codependent on you or afraid that she's going to lose you, which is probably where it's driven from. She's probably afraid of losing another man she loves. And um, so, you know, you have to remember that in your mind and just keep loving her. Just keep loving her. Keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a phenomenal job and just keep loving her in this way. And I think that she will let those fears go as she just falls deeper and deeper in love with you and sees that you want to be a sacrificial, selfless, loving man to her. Um, so I would just say, just keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right path and try not to. And it sounds like you're already doing this, but try not to take it personally.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and just keep that focus of that. She has been through something that. And I don't mean this to take credit away from you, but she has been through something that you can't understand. Right. Um, she has lost something and you're, you're doing a great job of trying to understand. Um, but there's just something about that. You can't understand it unless you've lived it. And, um, but I just, I really want to commend you for, um, what you're doing, sending us this question, listening to us to try to be a better man. That's beautiful. Seek first the kingdom of God and, yep. um, and you will, everything will fall into place. So just want to yep. praise you, brother. Thank you for the message. You're a really good man. Yep. Thanks, Keep bro. going. Yep. Um, so we do you one have one
0: more? One more question? Uh,
1: yes. And I have to, <laughs> I have got to it. remember you have it. Thank you. I got it. Okay. This
0: is uh, from Katie. She says, what are some tough questions your kids have asked you or caught you off guard within the greeting process and how did you respond my kids are seven and almost five and sometimes they ask questions. So this would be for you because you have kids. Similar well, ages. It, it'll,
1: it'll be for both of us because your kids have asked you some tough questions, yeah. too. but with my kids being six and nine yeah. right there where you're at. Um, I do relate to this because they do ask tough questions but again. Um, if you told us, I apologize. I can't recall off the top of my head. Cause I'm just thinking about many different people. I don't remember if you told us how you lost your spouse, I don't
0: think but so. if it
1: was sudden, that would also be different than what Michelle and I have gone through. So I had, um, you know, at first we told my kids that mommy has back pain. Mm-hmm. Then I had to explain to them that she has a sickness that, um, is, you know, does not have a good prognosis. And, Um, so a lot of those questions came while mommy was still alive and um, but there were hard questions there were definitely hard questions um, like you know of course the obvious like why didn't God save mommy or um, is there something that I'm sorry what buddy yes go ahead you can have cherries (laughs) (laughs) so cute sorry we had to call for a very important cherry question yes. <laughs> he's my little fruit boy That's so awesome. um yes they I and I've, I've had to field some very challenging questions and some challenging prayers and you know does does mommy do you think mommy's proud of us mm-hmm. um you know like of course like I just mentioned wh- why did mommy have to die and things like that and um they are hard questions Katie they are hard questions and um I apologize I don't have it in front of me you said Katie right yes okay thank you I just want to make sure um those they're hard things to deal with and I would say um be open but also age appropriate yes um there were you know because there's certain things that they they're not ready to handle and I'm still in that situation I'm still preparing for the talks that I have one day but like I remember going and picking up my kids from my mother-in-law's house and you know, and father-in-law's house, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, it's just kind of a habit to say my mother-in-law's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but um and I went to pick them up the day after mommy passed away because uh, they were staying there. And um I remember they started asking questions. Is mommy excited to see us? Oh, wow. And that was hard at that time because um mommy went through a lot of confusion towards the end. So, uh, that we were going through some difficult times and, you know, I can just leave it at that, but, um, having to pull the car over because I had to tell them I wanted to wait until we got closer to home, um, because they live 45 minutes from me. And, um, so on our, on our way home, we didn't get very far. And I had to pull the car over and look in the back seat and mm. unbuckle my seatbelt and park the car and turn around and say, I have some really tough news, kids. Mm. Like, um, Mommy went to be with Jesus and they just screamed out. And well, Luke, honestly, Luke cried because Alexis was crying and I was crying. Um, he didn't really understand, right. he was, you know, four. But um, Alexis was like wailing and um, it Aww. was very, very difficult. And yeah we had a very hard night that night, you know, and amongst many other days to come. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's how you deal with it. Gosh. I mean, you have to take them one question at a time and, and, you know, be, be, in, be in fast prayer in your head before you answer and Lord, give me the words, yeah. give me the wisdom to speak to this um, because it is hard. It is there's some hard questions that like you might not have the answers for to be honest i've been in that yeah. situation where i'm like oh i don't know you know um but you just kind of wing it based off of their age and do your yeah. best to be honest and um yeah so that's that's my thoughts on that mm-hmm. it, it is but i do um, want to acknowledge that i don't have the perfect answer for that it's situational and it's yeah. based on the question if you had a specific question i might be able to answer um, you know, how I would answer it or something. um. But, you know, just in general, it's just hard. This is yeah. the life we've been given. This is the cards we've been dealt that like, it's not easy.
0: Right.
1: And that makes it, you know, kind of sucky sometimes to be a parent in this situation. But how about for you for older kids? Yeah,
0: well, ask? I was thinking about actually, five years since Luke was re-diagnosed. So they were young. They were 9, 11, and 13 when we first started talking about all this stuff. And I remember explaining to them that we don't understand all this and that it's like God's up above and he sees the whole world and it's like there's it's like a puzzle, you know how there's pieces everywhere like we only see like a close up of the puzzle just the one little spot, but he sees the whole thing. And so when we don't understand what's happening it's because he sees the whole puzzle, the whole picture, and that would seem to be something that helped them just like oh, okay we don't understand it. Um, so that was something I started using with them, like in the very beginning. And then, you know, with the concept, like I still have one that's kind of struggling with this currently two years after Luke passed away about why, why didn't God heal it? You know, and just reiterating that whole thing that we don't understand. Um, God has bigger plans. Good things can happen. He's like, tell me one good thing that's happened. I said, well, I've been able to do a podcast and reach, you know, widows all over the world. Like there's always good. That comes. There's always good that comes from it, you know. Um, so trying to get them to see there are good things, and we don't understand all of it, um, and just really like being open, so that it uh, have an environment where they can ask any question. There's no question off limits. They can say they're angry at God. They can say whatever. Letting them know that you have it's a safe environment, and what we feel, we heal. Um, you could even teach that concept to younger kids. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're sad, it's good to feel that it will help you get better, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. you can just adjust it according to the age. Um, but really just checking in with them, being open, honest, talk about your loved one, you know, keep an open environment, but, um, and just, yeah, be praying for wisdom every time that your kids are asking you questions. And God will give it to you guys when you're lacking the wisdom to ask. And sometimes you might think you didn't have the best answer, but they remember it and it'll come back later. And so that'd be my advice. Maybe,
1: yeah, maybe it'll create more questions. And, you know, I also want to add on to that, that we are leaders for our children. Mm. We are what they look to. We are who they look to, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? But so here's the misconception, though, is a lot of times people think of a leader as somebody who is perfectly great. But a real leader is somebody who's vulnerable. Yeah. Somebody who is willing to accept that they don't have all the answers. Yeah. Somebody who is willing to learn. And so it's okay to tell your children, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that, but oh, I'm yeah. gonna go talk to a pastor or somebody who's more knowledgeable about this, and I will get back to you. That is leadership qualities at the finest, right yeah. there, because you know. Like I said, people think of a leader as like a know-it-all or um, somebody who's in charge, but that's a manager. Um, A leader is somebody who is willing to learn from everybody, who's willing to um, teach what they know and not be afraid to relinquish control. And so it's okay. It's totally okay. And it shows great maturity to tell your children, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know but I will find out the answer for you. And so, you know, I apologize that that is what you were doing, Katie, and asking us. Um, but you know, maybe for specific questions, you can ask again and I can try to help you answer that or, um, go to your pastor or find a radio program you can call into, or just anything where you're seeking the answers you're investigating on the internet, you're learning from authors. Um, and I think that shows great strength and great leadership qualities and, yeah. and great parenting to be able to tell your children, mommy is not sure, but I yeah. will find out for you.
0: Yeah. So that's great. anyways, good stuff. So I think, unless I'm wrong, I think that was the questions. I, or did I you have another one? All,
1: no, I think that's all of them too. Thank you guys. Uh, but you I want are... to make sure that we don't yes. leave any out. Okay, you check while I talk. Yeah, I'm gonna. Check. <laughs> I was just I'm gonna, gonna go say
0: thank you guys. Like, we got questions immediately when we put that out there. Thanks for participating. And we'll probably do another episode like this. I really like it being able to give you directly what you're wanting. Like, this is my question. How do you deal with this? And we're not experts again. We are just giving our experience, um, of what we've been through and what's helped us and helped our kids and all the situations. So mm. thank you guys so much for your questions.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Cause without you, um, you know, all, all, all you people that I named, I'm not going to go back to, but we had, we had, uh, Katie, Dwayne, Tanya, Ryan, and I feel like there was one other that I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, I love but, it when you're um, like,
0: I'm not going to go back.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to go back, but I'm going to go back <laughs> because I felt like they, you know, I wanted to give them the respect yeah, that they reached that out it. to us. And so without you, we would not have had an episode like this today. So yeah, thank you because thank your you. questions are probably questions that a lot of others. Oh have. yeah. There is one more oh, question, okay. but this one, we were not sure if oh, it was right. sent to us as a private message with a question or if it was a question for the episode. So I'm not going to use her name for privacy. Okay. Um, but she said, thanks for sharing the dating site where I met a great guy, which I don't know what she's talking about.
0: I um, we must have mentioned you, it. Yeah, I probably did. Have. Yeah.
1: Um, but she said uh she met a great guy and tips for getting her kids and family on board with an increasingly serious relationship a year after my husband's death.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think that, I think I did respond to this about, um, you did, would you
1: like me to read your answer? No, it's okay. <laughs> I can say it in my own
0: words, but just basic, well, those were my own words. too. Yeah, I was thinking that too. That's really funny, but basically that you're not going to get everybody on board. You just have to know that like, there's going to be people say, why aren't you dating yet? Oh, you shouldn't be dating yet. Da-da-da-da-da. Like just knowing that you're not mm-hmm. going to get everybody on board, I think is the first thing. Um, and then, um, I did go back and ask the ages or kids because I was going to, I didn't answer more, but I'll answer more now. Hers are older kids. Um, that it's just about, um, talking to them about it and kind of getting them used to the idea. Make sure that you, like, I always like, no one's going to replace your dad ever. Like, that's not the point of this relationship and making sure they understand that. I mean, that'd be for all kids, young kids, older kids, no one's replacing your mom or your dad, um, and talking through that. And then for me, I decided uh, my kids did not have a problem. I mean, it's been like a little uncomfortable for them at times, but they did not have a problem with Joel or anything. But if they did, I think it would be like, I would still pursue him because my kids are not going to control like what I do in the future. Um, So that's kind of how I look at it. Like I value their opinion and but as parents, sometimes we have to make the best decision whether they agree with it or not. And if you have older kids, sometimes they won't agree with it, but you have to continue with what you think. So what do you what do you think on that?
1: Yeah, um, I agree with what you said. And I agree that not everybody's gonna get on board. Your kids are obviously important to make sure that they're on board, but I think it's important to remind them mm-hmm. that, um, well, I'll just use you, know, you in this situation. Um, not, not you, Michelle. You, mm-hmm. the um, got it. Where the, uh, the person who asked the question. So yeah, it's important for you to um, explain to your children and to remind them that this wasn't your choice.
0: Yes, yes. That you,
1: good. you did not choose this. Right. Um, that you're just trying to do the best you can with the hand you've been dealt,
0: yes. and that
1: you still wish that Daddy was still alive. Right. And um, but that you also don't want to be alone. And you also want to find happiness. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where I would um, just, you know, and it's important to know, like what Michelle said, that you're not going to get everybody on board.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so just like know that. and But in time, even if your kids are against it, in time, if they see a man treating you properly, they will understand it and get on board with it. Yeah. and you know, they're probably just, it's just probably weird for them. So,
0: yeah. So thanks for so the questions, everybody. Thank you.
1: Thank you for letting us have 50 episodes of Widow Two. We are the most successful podcast on Anchor FM and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Number one. No, that's not true.
0: Like, how do you know this? <laughs> I didn't know this. I you gonna right. say, like like yeah, Joe Rogan
1: so- gets like 11 million per episode. <laughs> right. But maybe
0: in the christian widow category like i don't know of another Perhaps. christian widow podcast i know of other like christian grief or other widow but i don't know so if you know let us know i'd love to know if there are other ones out there
1: yeah so. i don't know either and maybe we well can, we are
0: number one in the widow too soon category
1: yes so. <laughs> yes nailed it okay yes. um all right, all right. Well, so uh thank you for listening i'm gonna pray for us all. all right sounds um, good heavenly father Thank you so much for the blessing of us uh, getting to do this ministry and for it touching so many hearts. It's it's so humbling for us as we started this um, with no expectations at all of other than friends and family, maybe listening. Um, and we're just uh, honored and just feel so blessed that you would use us in our stories to reach people and help people. Um, it sure helps us feel like there was, you know, some kind of purpose to what has happened. Um, we thank you for all the people that reached out and asked questions. And we pray that, um, you know, that you would, you would walk with them all through this. And and we apologize, um, you know, for the times that we are ignorant of what we're talking about. And we just want to learn and be wise. So we are thankful for people like Dwayne, who would reach out and give us new perspective on things that we didn't know or think about. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I pray for I want to pray for Ryan um, that he would continue to be this good, loving man. And um, I'm just, I'm real. I was really humbled by that. And I just thank you for his heart um, and for all the beautiful questions by Tanya and just every, everyone that's involved. Um, we just thank you for this community. We thank you for what you've entrusted us with. Um, we thank you for blessing our lives um, with the richness that you have. Um, you're a good, good father, and we thank you for everything. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. If you liked this, pop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
0: podcast that's the word that's what we do if you like this podcast give us a little mm. bing five stars apple podcast anywhere you listen or write a little rating no the ratings is You like write a little review i can't talk <laughs> today 50 episodes you think i know how to do this yeah you're doing all right <laughs> and um, you can email us at widow too soon m at gmail.com find us on instagram facebook all the places
1: the oh, places. Um, the places. The places. The places. You know anyway. where we be. <laughs> you know. I like saying
0: you that. You can find us in all the places. I'm so hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Hip hop. Hooray. Oh. oh. Hey. hey. Oh. Hey. <laughs> That's all. That's it. That's all I know. Anyways, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see. This as... is hip
1: hop on a date. So give props to hip hop. So hip hop. Hooray. Oh, you do oh. know it.
0: Hey, Sorry. we couldn't do a 50th episode without a little rap little
1: rap time so yeah i can none of the rap i know is appropriate i know right <laughs> yeah i need to learn some good christian rap
0: you should all right guys well we will uh talk to you next time have a great week bye
1: thank you bye